listening to the girls.gov podcast where you can find all things women allies are welcomed now let's get started Welcome back to the girl.gov podcast. I'm your co-host, Cassandra First, and with me is our beautiful host, Miss Rachel Cox. Good morning, madame. Hi. (laughs) Good morning. I'm still waking up, you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Rachel has coffee, which is kind of concerning, but I'm also living for it. So Cass and I decided that we would record at seven in the morning and this was my idea, by the way, like I was like, okay, we're going to get this done first thing in the morning. And then I woke up and I was like, okay, just give me like 15 minutes, please. (laughs) And um, my mom had already made coffee and I was like, you know what, if any of the, if it's going to happen any day, it's going to be today. So dude, do you remember the TikTok I sent you? And it was like the girl where she's like waking up or whatever. And she's like drinking a little bit of coffee. And then she's like, okay, creepy, like, like a shift of energy is going and it's like techno in the background. And then she's like, (laughs) can start cleaning all the dishes, like all this stuff. But then it's like, oh, my, just my mania is like back, you know, like mania plus coffee, like hello, depressive episode (laughs) yielding my coffee. I've also seen a girl she was like drinking coffee and like getting that not like jitteriness but like she feels like it's the equivalent to like having sad zoomies (laughs) and I think it's so true but you know it's so stressful it's like I never drink coffee just because like it just it literally makes me so jittery It, it makes me sick and anxious pretty much but like I will drink it sometimes if I'm like so tired but the funny thing is is when I drink it when like when I need energy it never fucking works but then when (laughs) when I drink it for fun it's like sad zoomies all day dude I love that that's kind of really cool to say Mm. sad zoomies um I (laughs) I know right I love coffee and but I go through like so I want to say like these past two weeks I haven't really been drinking coffee but then like when I drink coffee again, like it turns and it's like a downward spiral, dude. I'm yeah. just like, I need it like every day <laughs> or else my brain like literally hurts. Yeah. Um, you're like literally going through withdrawals. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story? I told yeah. it just jogged my memory. Um, <clears throat> when I was living in San Francisco, um, every year the company would send us to Vegas for like a, like a, what are they called? Not a retreat. I forget what they used to call it, but in the morning it was funny because like all the offices were only open from like 7 a.m to 10 a.m I think that day it was a Friday and I had to go open and I was the only one working that day and so my friend my friends Felix and Diego had come to San Francisco um the day before and they were like oh let's all hang out so me and my roommate Maribet we met them in North Beach and we went out and just got trashed like I completely forgot that I had work the next day apparently and yeah we got so drunk we let me just let me just tell you how drunk we got so we went out got drunk came home and then had a four loco. So <laughs> that, that should just show you right then and there that like 
I was not in the right frame of mind that night. I think anytime anybody chooses a four loco sober or not sober, it's like if you're like over the age of like I I don't want to condone underage drinking or anything, but like right, right. If yeah, sixteen, you know better. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, dude. Like I I feel like four locos are also like the equivalent of like plastic candles to me. Like, don't you think? I don't know. I dude. Yeah. It just reminds me of like frat parties and I never, anyways. Honestly, dude, I drank like one four loco in high school and I was like, this is trash. But I'm sorry, go ahead. You guys had no, four locos okay. at night. So then I wake up, my alarm goes off at like 5 30, I think. Mm-hmm. And um <laughs> this is where it gets good. So <laughs> <laughs> so I look at my phone and I'm like, let me just double check my schedule, like just to make sure, like in case I can like chill for a little bit and you know because I had planned to shower and like actually get ready right so I look at my schedule I thought I started at seven I started at six and it was 5 30 so I'm sitting there like holy shit I have 30 minutes to get to downtown San Francisco during rush hour and usually my commute is an hour because it would take me like basically my commute in San Francisco was I would take a 15 minute drive to Caltrain a 15 minute train ride like 15 to 20 minutes and then it would take me about like a 20 25 minute walk to work uh-huh. so I was like what the fuck do I do yes. so I didn't change <laughs> I had the same clothes on from the night before and I think I got an uber yeah I think I got an uber or a lift and I got to work at exactly 6 a.m on the dot and I was still drunk. And so then I <laughs> felt like luckily we weren't technically open to the public. Like we didn't have any patients or like providers that day. So, but I was in the back answering phone calls. And then this is where it gets even better. I never did that. I still was not drinking coffee at the time. I make myself a cup of coffee. Swear to God, within like five minutes, I'm tweaking out. Like I'm literally... I'm bouncing off every single wall in that office. And at the time I was helping with our prenatal team. Mm -hmm. And anytime like a prenatal patient would like a pregnant woman would call, it would like create a task in our queue. And I think we had like 30 tasks to do that day. And I literally got them all done within an hour. And I remember my, (laughs) my coworker, Molly, who was in charge of the program, she texted me and she said, Rachel, are you okay? And I was like, I was like, Molly, I just had coffee. I don't know what's going on. I'm having like an out of body experience right now. And, And Molly goes, Rachel, I will buy you coffee every day if you get 30 tasks done in an hour. And and it was just, it was literally a joke for like the rest of my time at that company because Molly would buy me coffee all the time and it was really funny. But um, did anybody know you were faded or like, were you literally by yourself? (laughs) I was literally by myself, but I think Molly knew. I was like, hey, I went out last night, probably got like two hours of sleep and now I drink coffee. (laughs) <laughs> so. now, now my problems are like fixed. oh wait oh even better god I, this story just keeps getting better so then I'm off at 10 o'clock I get home I have to be ready an hour to fly to Vegas a fucking hour so I get home I shower I pack and my roommate took me to the airport and I was still base I wasn't drunk still but I was just like I was basically hung over at that point 
Chi-Chi's Christ, dude. That's a funny ass story. Good times. Dang, I used to be kind of crazy. I miss it. I miss I miss chaotic Rachel. (laughs) My name's Rachel, and my life is kind of (laughs) crazy. I need to make one of those. Um, oh my god. Okay. Let's let's just jump right in. Enough with enough with my stories. Um, so I believe it was, was it Monday? I think it was Monday, the electoral college votes were casted and it just validated that Joe Biden had won the presidency. So that's exciting. Well, I guess like I'm kind of confused because I thought that was like already like decided. No. So, well, I mean, technically, so basically the, even though the elections are on November 3rd, electoral college votes, all the, all, all the states are given, I believe a month or so to to confirm the election results within their state and then in this case a lot of states were doing recounts because of Mm. the situation yeah so so they're given that time to confirm the election results and then they all cast their ballots at the end of it because i mean it was never going to be the case but let's just say georgia recounted and for whatever reason biden didn't get the votes during the electoral college voting basically that would have changed if that makes sense it's yeah. basically just it's basically just to solidify what the results were so yeah so that happened and that was exciting and I think and Hillary Clinton was actually one of the representatives for the electoral college and she felt that it was poetic that she got to cast her vote for Joe Biden instead of Trump which was exciting I think that's yeah I'm sure her. I'm sure that hit like a or like struck a chord within her you know what I mean like that's yeah. that's traumatic experience yeah I'd say, you know and l- I don't know how you felt about Hillary Clinton but like during that election I definitely was like both of these people are sketchy as hell like I I wasn't a fan of Hillary Clinton which obviously she was way better suited for the role but I don't know I think it's just that whole thing of just like not trusting politicians to be completely honest well, yeah and like I think that's kind of how I feel like I am very excited that it's like Biden you know but at the same time I'm I feel like I don't know dude I hate to like get into like the conspiracy like stoner oh I know you know but I'm just like (laughs) I'm just always like dude this is all a lie like like, just you know but then there is that like spark of faith where I'm like no like this is maybe the change that we've been looking for and hopefully like we really can be united and like I know that Mm -hmm. this is like kind of like a reoccurring theme at least for me is like just really um trying to understand different views and be Mm -hmm. accepting of it as well as opposed to like maybe how I used to be where I was very like dismissive and very like no you don't agree with me like you're morally wrong for thinking what you think you know mm-hmm. um and yeah that's, that's hard for me to like cut that off I know. You know but I I'm actually a really big fan of Bill Clinton um I mm-hmm. think that he actually was a really great president and he was mm-hmm. one of the few presidents that really did get us out of the debt and mm-hmm. that we were in at that time and it kind of is unfortunate that so much of like the house really wanted to push that impeachment you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it wasn't really that they wanted to impeach him for cheating or you know with Monica it was just more so like they wanted to get the blue out so that definitely Mm -hmm. I feel like was a wake-up call what year was that 90 so he was before Bush so that was god that's actually a long time ago so it would have been 90 96 right 
I want to say, yeah, like 96, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Girl, I, I wasn't that. even paying attention at that I time. Know, right? <laughs> we're like, we're like four years old when that happened. <laughs> But I just feel like that was almost like kind of like maybe a wake up call to like really see like, wow, dude, like it really is like red and blue, you know, and it just, I don't know, like I'm just over that shit, you know, like this whole Mm -hmm. like fight against red and blue. I'm like, I just wish that I wish that we could all eat cake and be (laughs) happy. um she doesn't even go here um (laughs) I know I completely agree because I've been thinking about that a lot lately especially with Congress and one of our topics today were about the disagreement between the Democrat and Republican Party on stimulus checks and I think it's so concerning that like it's so it's such a fight in there (laughs) like I and I think it's you know just to see how badly people don't get along and like both the sides, you can't even come to a compromise. And I know a lot of that has to do with Mitch McConnell because he is the one who blocked the last stimulus check compromise, but both parties are just crazy separated. And I think it's really concerning because I think in previous years and previous administrations that even though obviously there's still two different sides, at least they were able to compromise and they were still able to like actually represent the American people. And now I feel like it's literally just whoever has the majority has the upper hand, which has always technically been the case. But even like in the past, even Republicans, John McCain, I think was, you know, a really big Republican seat who had sometimes voted for Democrat views. And I don't know, I think it's unfortunate. I think it's really scary that our government's so divided and I I just I don't like the thought of it yeah and I like that you said that like both parties are very like independent in like their Mm -hmm. views and I think the biggest criticism I think that like strikes like me personally about being more liberal and like democratic is that we do create this sense of like inclusivity and welcoming Mm -hmm. and like you know invitation to all but as soon as there is somebody that has a different view it's kind of the opposite and you tend to see a lot of media traps you know Mm -hmm. of like liberals attacking emotionally or if they're like you know have someone what's that bitch's name uh caitlin whatever what's her name you know who i'm talking about penn state girl oh caitlin bennett (laughs) so this like you know you have somebody like caitlin bennett on who like she clearly knows what she's doing you know she's Mm -hmm. like trying to find that shock value she's like saying these like offensive things which deep down i'm like dude you know she knows exactly what she's doing you know what i mean and honestly she just she just reminds me of someone who just like all of a sudden got this platform and was like i'm gonna fucking run with this i'm gonna take advantage of this as much as i can and that's the thing too is like remember at san diego state there was always people in there like protesting abortion and just like mm-hmm. fucking like oh what was that i don't i know there's one that has to do with jesus like repent there's that guy, that guy that always comes to with the bible yeah and he, like i literally came out of like west commons one day and there was like this huge circle around him yeah. and like students were like getting genuinely upset and like trying to argue with this guy mm-hmm. and you could just tell that this guy was like super narcissistic and Mm -hmm. loved the attention that he was getting. And in my head, I was like, is this guy even for real? Like, is he really all about Jesus or is he literally, (laughs) or is he just here to fucking shake shit up? Exactly. But then at the same time, I feel like it is very hard when you are 
a person of color or you mm-hmm. know you have been affected through society through systemic racism through like through different things you know and it's like mm-hmm. how do you not react with your heartstrings you know when right. somebody when there's like a pro wall like debate or right. like you know whatever at UCLA you know where it's like mm-hmm. LA is predominantly like you know black and brown community like a lot of right. like Latino students go to that school you know so it's just like kind of I don't know dude the more and more I think about it the more I like kind of feel nervous about <laughs> the way our like world is you know but yeah I think it's interesting because I guess technically San Diego State is a public um mm-hmm. public place like anybody so- can go there yeah, so they can be there. But also, I think it's just because I remember I remember being at state and like that happening often. And I think it was mostly like students just being upset that like this person, of course, like, well, I'm not gonna say of course, a man, but of course, a man was there and like unwarranted one, two, you're not even a student three. Why are you targeting you know a college campus I think that also is what the anger comes from because it's just like confusion of like why are you here this isn't this isn't like a Christian school this isn't like you know like any like Ivy League school that has like a tied affiliation with Catholicism Christianity Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah there's like different clubs or whatever you know obviously Mm -hmm. that is on state and like I had a couple like uh people like ask me for my phone number like before you know what I mean and like for bible studies for me personally it's just not my thing um mm-hmm. but like it's it's just like you know like he knows what he's doing and I like that you said that it's like <laughs> I, I mean you already said like you didn't say this to this but you already were like she doesn't even go here it's like dude you don't <laughs> even fucking go here like yeah like who like, are you I'm like when I graduate you know I'm not going to go back to state to like talk to students like in that way you know like mm-hmm. I would maybe go if they were doing like an event or like you know what I mean Rachel like right. oh I'm an alumni like let me go show my support you know but like mm-hmm. I'm like dude like who the fuck are you but like I think that dude's been going there for years now oh for sure like literally I mean I graduated in 2016 so in 2012 he was there right was literally eight years ago so I don't Creepazoid, know weirdo yeah and it it, honestly it makes you feel unsafe too and I can't even imagine like if I feel a sense of like stress and concern from it I can't imagine what other people who are being targeted feel you know like it's and like the people like and I think it was mainly like majority a lot of like younger people giving into like him like, like you know kind of fueling that fire or whatever but it's just like dude like and then in my head too I'm like I just always feel like people that are so like, you need to repent. Like you're fucking going to hell. It's like, <laughs> dude, what do you do behind closed doors? You know, oh, right. Like, like my, my trust with Catholicism and Christianity is very like weary. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, even like me growing up Catholic, like, it's like, dude, why, like, why am I taught at such a young age that I need to be fearful of somebody who like supposedly loves me? Trigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Trigger> <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, that's kind of, that's really true though. I don't think I've ever like heard it phrased that way. And I think yeah. that totally makes sense. And I mean, 
I feel the same way. Like I had my first Holy Communion and my, what's the next one? I forget. I don't even remember at this point. Not my communion. Actually, was yeah. it my communion? So you do like your first communion and then you do your catechism or whatever, like where you like yeah. basically like devote that you are like a Catholic or whatever. Oh, okay. That's confirmation. Okay. Confirmation. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, when my sister and I were younger, we did CCD and mm-hmm. then we both had our first Holy Communions and then we stopped not sure why actually and like and again I think I've talked about this before um and I'm kind of not weary to talk about it but anyways I can totally relate to that where like I feel like I have my faith and I have things that I do technically quote-unquote believe in with Catholicism but there are things that I don't agree with and there are things like I will not stand for and I think I mean it's no fucking secret about like priests yeah yeah and you know I don't know how you can be like a devoted Catholic and like stand by that you know I think that religion in itself is really complicated and I think it's almost like divided a lot of people to be completely honest and it's like one of those things where it's like if you don't believe in my religion then like you're going to hell and like that's that whole like repent thing and it's just like what are you talking about like I don't feel like I need to devote my entire life to the catholic church in order to be fucking saved if you know like that god is this person who like loves everybody equally then Mm -hmm. like i'm confused you know yeah then what's the deal (laughs) exactly and it's like even um i constantly like i was talking to my sister about this and i was just like dang dude like i feel like my mom would be like i was gonna say are you are you whispering because your mom (laughs) i'm like i don't want her i don't want her to fucking freak out on me like (laughs) like bust open the door like oh what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> no oh like no i was like talking to my sister about this and i was just like oh like just the whole kind of like forgetting the indigenous roots behind like mexican culture you know because catholicism is such a strong influence on mexican mm-hmm. culture specifically but then mm-hmm. when you're like oh shit like that's all because of colonization Mm-hmm. and it's just like kind of like a like an aha moment yeah exactly Actually, i don't want i don't know if i want to call it an aha moment but you know what i mean i feel like again like religion depends on the person so i think if you're religious all the power to you but i don't know i don't I know how like, to explain I feel it like it's, it has like brought like a lot of like peace and like clarity and like i think for me like there is like some positive behind it you know like the positive Mm -hmm. teachings like love your neighbor you know like be a kind person like those type of things i think like to me that is like important and i think there is like a positivity from that experience that i gained Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes if i do feel stressed out or like feel like kind of like hopeless or like you know what i mean like kind of going through like some motions then like i'm mm-hmm. like cool maybe i should pray for a second you know what i yeah. mean because i do think that there is like positivity behind it but obviously there's still like a lot of like stuff behind closed doors about it right. you know but i love that we got onto this tangent but do you want to move on i know yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the vaccine dude can i say something really quick yeah about it okay so i don't know how you feel about this like I noticed that I think there's been two nurses that have taken the vaccine already, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there, there's more, but... There's more? Okay, I think I had I have just seen, like, online or whatever there was two. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a step in the right direction. 
but I am still kind of upset that both of the women were like women of color like one of the um nurses was a black woman and the other one I think was Latina but that's also could just be me assuming based on like you know her looks and her name which I'm sorry but I don't know it just rubs me the wrong way do you do you feel they're like almost like using them as like guinea pigs yeah and like I feel like where does a lot of this stuff get targeted to Rachel is like, let's try this out on lower income families. Like let's Mm -hmm. have this easily accessible to black and brown communities. And I don't know like why, but then I feel kind of like, like Cass, like, are you really like just super looking into something and like overthinking it? Or, you know, is there some like, there could be some validity behind that. Like I, I honestly, I didn't even think that to be completely honest when I because I I know I saw the I don't know if she was the first nurse but right um the first video that I saw was a black nurse Mm -hmm. and she seemed she seemed happy she seemed excited and I almost felt like happy for her because I was like maybe this might not necessarily be them using her as a guinea pig it might be them being like you know what you could think of it like if they gave it to a white woman people would be like why is she white? <laughs> like, I don't know. I I think it just depends on the way that you look at it, I guess. But see, yeah. But then I that's honestly why never like, even, I didn't even think about that. Well, and that's why I'm like, okay, like, am I, am I wrong for thinking that? Because that's it too. Like, what if it was a white lady? And then I was like, oh, like, well, why is it a white lady? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. That was like my first initial kind of like reaction to it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, like, why, like, why are these like, well, I should, guess I should fact check before I fucking say that. But like, why I mean, are these both women of color? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I mean, we just... could. I I'm hopeful, or I'm yeah, I'm hopeful that that hospital obviously goes through a vetting process, and it's. I think maybe, maybe there's more behind it that we don't know, and that's why right. they chose those two well, nurses. Right. But it's just. But then also, it's like fucking Newsom is in the same room as this woman getting the vaccine. Why isn't Newsom getting it? I just feel I hate to sound like this dude and I'm like not an anti-vaxxer by any means like I I actually think that vaccines are important especially Mm -hmm. like as somebody who wants to be a future educator I think there is specific ones that are necessary you know especially Mm -hmm. for children like teachers whatever but I just I don't know dude I'm feeling really skeptical dude and I know like I think I just need to do like my own research like more Mm -hmm. about it but I just feel like I keep hearing like so many different things about it from like both sides and like my brain is just like having such a hard time like processing all of this and like Mm -hmm. I don't know dude it's like I'm like okay was COVID really fucking from Wuhan or is this shit really (laughs) fucking biological warfare that has been like you know and if I'm and then I'm like dude should I just stop saying what I'm saying before or I fucking have a red dot like on my forehead right now like I don't know <laughs> no, dude no I think the skepticism is warranted I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way and I know like a really big argument is how was the vaccine made so quickly how do we have a vaccine that was made within a year for COVID but we still don't have a cure for cancer we still don't have a cure for AIDS right. which is it which is a whole other conversation in itself right. because I do believe that we have come across cures for a lot of diseases that big pharma won't fucking admit to I, I honestly I I yeah I'm scared are we gonna get fucking <laughs> Are we going to get targeted for this? Is my FBI agent pissed right now? But you know but what I, I mean? It's, it's yeah. And then I'm, it, it, when in the beginning of all of this, like, didn't Fauci himself say that we wouldn't even see a vaccine for like up to like two years or something like that? So, okay. So 
here's where my faith in science and Mm -hmm. doctors come in. Because again, like people were concerned that we have a vaccine so quickly. I think people need to understand the way that like clinical trials work and the way that like studying behind vaccines work too. And I'm no, I am no like professional at this, but um, you know, it takes a lot of time and money and investing to go into clinical trials. So when something this big happens, it that's going to take priority. So like for, for something that typically, for like a trial that typically takes two to three years, it's set up that way to give, what are they called? Not the conductors, but like the people who are actually conducting the study, it gives them time to basically, it gives them just like that leniency to take their time and it take you know so with this something that's so urgent you don't really have that and also I think what they were saying is that this vaccine has been in the works for years it just wasn't necessarily built because of COVID it was it was a different strand or and again this gets into science that I just don't I will never understand right but I think people (sighs) should be a little bit trusting in those trials yeah um especially because i think too because it's not only in the u.s like you know pfizer is distributing these vaccines to everybody so it's it's not just us i think if it was just us i would be really concerned but i don't know and i trust dr fauci he's very reputable he's you know he's very trustworthy I'm i'm also just like i'm not an expert on any of this you know what i mean like also maybe like don't listen to me because i literally put taco bell into my body so i'm like why <laughs> wait <am> I- <laughs> two things um no i think it's good that we're talking about this because like a lot of other people probably have their doubts so it's it's normal to think that way and two i feel like i'm not concerned with the vaccine because i feel like yeah one i have eaten taco bell right two i have used the restroom at the san diego state lacrosse house that was disgusting <laughs> three what what else can i think of your four loco <laughs> My, i've, I've drank a four loco before i've actually had sidewalk slams before and that have you ever had Wait, one what piece? a sidewalk what? slam what the fuck is that it's half four loco and it's half budweiser but like the brown can i don't know what what, what um <laughs> <laughs> um this was like a low point in I want to say high school. Was I still in high school at the time? I don't even know. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm, yeah, whatever. It's no secret. I drank in high school. But <laughs> I feel like at this point, fuck it. It is what it is. This year has already sucked enough. I don't know. Well, know we'll see. Think. We'll probably <gasps> won't even get the we won't, the vaccine won't become available to us until like later next year anyways. Right. So I just, yeah, I I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I think I just need to do a little bit more research on it too and mm-hmm. like get my mind in check because I definitely um, feel like there's a lot of shit coming in from like both things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I can't ignore science either. I, I'm 100% like I believe that, you know, scientists and medical personnel are very like reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel though like however, like you said, like there is a lot of pharmaceutical companies and you know elitists that have a lot to gain and at the end of the day it's also like there's so much shit that gets put into our food into our beauty products into a lot of shit 
that mm. is known to cause a lot of things to happen, you know? So that's why mm. I'm also kind of like, what the fuck? Like I've, I've ate McDonald's talk about like, you know what I mean? Like I've done all these things to my body that probably my body's like, what the fuck? So I'm like, why am I even tripping on that note? <laughs> You want to move on to our next topic? Yeah, actually. So there's a lot of controversy around this. So Time Magazine every year names their person of the year, guardian of the year, entertainer of the year, and athlete of the year. Okay. I I think those are the four categories. And they named Joe Biden and Kamala Harris person of the year. People are like really outraged by this because they felt that healthcare workers should have gotten this. And I don't necessarily know exactly how the the issues work for Time Magazine. I don't know if they have four different issues on each category mm-hmm. or if it's just person of the year is the main issue and then all the other categories fall within it. But here's my thing. So I can understand the uproar, but Time Magazine also named Dr. Fauci and health workers guardian of the year. So I think people that for whatever reason, that category isn't being advertised as much as person of the year. And I feel like that title is 100% warranted for Dr. Fauci and healthcare workers. I think guardian of the year is probably the best way to explain it. And I think, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm, I feel like people aren't willing to like look into it before they like freak the fuck out because in my eyes I feel like they chose Biden and Harris because they represent a new leaf they represent a new quote-unquote America they they represent change and I feel like that's why they call them person of the year like let's be real no other election has ever had this type of hoopla around it Mm -hmm. you know like And so I feel like there's been so much hurt and loss within the last four years that Biden and Harris are person of the year because they represent hope for the American people. And I think that title is warranted. I feel like, and I think people's argument was like, well, what have they done all year? But it was like, they have done a lot. They have brought up issues that the American people have with the current administration and they're building plans to make sure that's attacked first thing when they come into office. So I don't know. So I actually think that I don't really think that they should have been the person of the year, to be honest, just because like I do, I see what you're saying. And I agree. Like, I totally think that like, maybe like they did this purposely to kind of like incite that like, hey, like, we're going to go into 2021 and like feel like a little bit more relieved maybe a little bit more positive maybe like kind of knowing that hopefully like how we had talked about last time like that we American people or whatever can continue to hold these people accountable to create these like changes you know what I mean but I just think the media time time and time and again um they know what they're doing dude You know what I mean? Like, because I didn't even know that there was like a guardian of the year, but why isn't, why aren't we seeing that in the media? You know what I mean? Like, and I agree with what you're saying. If I had done my research, you know, then I would have known that. But I think I do feel bad for a lot of healthcare workers. And I think a lot of like healthcare workers are like struggling a lot right now you know and like we see a lot of their videos you know of like people like breaking down and all that stuff and I think that if it wasn't for them like it literally could have been like a lot worse which obviously Mm -hmm. we already said this year kind of sucks but 
I think like both sides are valid, but I think it is valid to kind of be like, okay, well, what have they done specifically that warrants them to be the person of the year, which yeah, they did do a lot as far as like bringing in like a lot of people voting a lot of like people kind of becoming involved in politics and interested in politics again. But I don't know. Do you kind of see my side? No, yeah. And let me uh, not retract what I'm what I said, but let me go into it a little bit more. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily feel like Biden and Harris completely deserved the person Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of the year title, but I feel like Time Magazine's intent behind it wasn't to be like, fuck healthcare workers. I've, I think that's what I'm trying to say. And also, I think depending on how this works, I completely agree with you because if person of the year is the only issue they come out with, then I think that's an issue in itself right. because then then I 100% feel that Dr. Fauci and health workers should have gotten that title. But I'm hopeful that they have four different issues and they do like they, they all do. have their own spotlight yeah. because I mean, I, I also I think it, it depends on like what they define as person of the year and guardian of the year. You know, exactly. I think so. I, I think it, it just really depends. And also, like, I'm not a huge reader of Time magazine. So me neither. So who even knows? But I know. I think I think it is frustrating because it's like people did miss that because like I had seen covers of like guardian of the year with healthcare workers on the front. And I w- when I kept seeing like I kept seeing like TikToks and like Instagram posts on like did Biden and Harris deserve the person of the year title? Then I was like, wait, what? Like I thought healthcare workers got that. And then so then once I looked into it, I was like, okay, wait, there's four different categories here. I I like I'm looking it up right now just to see and like. But you know what? Also, Rachel, like I feel like I say shit and then I always like do the same thing where I'm like, let me just retract what the fuck I'm saying because I <laughs> should just shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? But like, you no. know, when they named Greta and everybody was pissed off about that. What did she? What did she get? Was it Person of the Year? I think so. I mean, Homegirl is like an, a she's teenager and she's doing more than all of us combined. So. Also, like, who even knows who's on that committee that even chooses who who gets these titles? Just really quickly, before we get into the fun topics. Not that these ones weren't fun, but, you know. Yeah, but, like, the chaotic questions, <laughs> the chaotic topics. Um, so, um, okay, so, Cass, let's talk about... <laughs> let's talk about ex-boyfriends and dating during the pandemic have you dated during the pandemic yeah you have you have yeah okay see me not so much (laughs) I feel like I okay (laughs) I am a notorious like dating app deleter (laughs) like my favorite thing to do is to download a dating app talk to one or two people and then delete it the next day like that I'm literally I I cannot last more than a week on a dating app but I have met a couple people from dating apps and like me and those people are still like friends today so I don't know it's kind of like I think dating apps are cool and like especially I guess being in Rhode Island like it's it would be beneficial for me to be on one right like also all the boys are like 
holding fucking fishes or like i hate i hate when people are like i just want to go on an adventure i'm six two if that matters or since that matters i'm like i'm hung, I'm hung. <laughs> oh, like i literally can't with dating apps and i honestly i'm just like a very like I cringe easily. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. the second I see like a like an obnoxious bio, I'm like, I need to get the fuck off of this app. Like I just need to go to a fucking library or <laughs> like a coffee shop and try and meet someone. I want <laughs> like, a church girl who goes to <laughs> church and reads her Bible. Um, I I can't. So like dude okay when I was like 21 I remember tinder being like a huge thing and I remember like I was always on that bitch like meeting a bunch of people like and like there's a couple of dudes who I dated through there Mm -hmm. that like I still have on snapchat or whatever you it's just you know they're like homies at this point um but even back then it was just like unfortunately like it's like that whole thing you know it's like you, people know what tinder's for you know right. what I mean? as opposed to like people like you know christian.com christian singles like you know or even yeah. like bumble you know and like i do feel like that was from the craigslist killer or whatever that guy who was like fine like Ugh. people that went on craigslist for dates weird no but i mean also, there there are stories about like tinder right I mean, obviously, and stuff like yeah. that so it's just, you know it just i think like not not saying that like you know don't do that but like just always be safe like you know like make sure if you do meet people like it is like in a public space you know what I mean um yeah I always I agree with you 100% and honestly like I don't even like being on it because I just hate seeing people that I know (gasps) oh it literally my biggest pet peeve seeing people from high school I don't mean to, like I'm not knocking anybody who's on this but like at least for me like it's kind of embarrassing like I don't want people <laughs> to see that yeah. like I'm on a dating app you know what no, I mean but I feel like it's so much it's so normalized at this point I don't feel yeah. like you should feel that way and I think maybe I just like <laughs> I just like have like no fucking faith in dating apps <laughs> that I just like don't give a fuck anymore but also it's funny because like when I was younger like and I would find someone from high school like when I was in college and like I would find someone from high school that I hadn't seen in a long time I would swipe right like as a courtesy and just be like haha like how funny and then it turned into all these boys thinking I wanted to hook up with them and I was like you know what I'm not gonna do this anymore I don't care if we're best friends I don't care if like you know it's a joke I am no longer swiping right on anyone I know like it's just and then you see them and then it's awkward and I'm like you know what you guys are fucking immature. I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta bounce. I, for me, it's kind of hard because I feel like, like, I don't know if it's like my like trauma or like what I've gone through, like it being in my body, you know what I mean? But I always mm-hmm. have felt like I always like had to be this like overly like sexual person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to get like men to like me and be into me just because I am a bigger person you know what I mean and I also feel like I don't know like it just like anytime that I've ever been on that stuff like that's the only response that I get from men it's like oh look you're you're thick like oh like you're you're so fine or like you know and it's never yeah and it's never like (laughs) anything that's like (laughs) what about hello how are you? Like, you know, and like it's, it's- you you bring up a really good point because like something that I've encountered a lot is like I would match with someone and we would have a really good like 
conversation and then it would get to like him asking for my number and then the second we start texting it's like a whole different guy it's just like really just fucking weirdo just super aggressive and I I I just I hate that but I totally I totally get what you're saying because I know like I've always had like huge boobs like I like even when I was like I think I got my boobs when I was like in eighth grade and funny story this guy who I went to middle school with who had a fat crush on me in all of middle school and high school which I'm not like saying like oh yeah cool but um after we had left high school, I think we were in college. I remember him telling me, which maybe this is embarrassing to even say, but he was like, yeah, I really liked you in middle school because you were the only one who had tits. Like, because like, I, w- I literally went through puberty so early. And so me and all my sisters have really big boobs. Like, I think right. it's just like a genetics thing. But I remember almost feeling like really like sexualized in that moment and just being like, wow. So like you didn't like me because I'm cool or because like I'm a good person. You liked me because I had big boobs. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. That's honestly like how I feel, dude. Like I really feel like I don't meet guys that want to be in a relationship. I don't meet men that like, you know, like we've talked about it too. Like I I want a family one day, you know what I mean? Like whatever that entails, you know, like in the future, like I want somebody like, I don't know. I'm like, I want a partner. I'm fucking 20. I'm about to be 27 in two days, holla or one day. (laughs) Um, But it's just, I don't know, dude. Like, I just feel like I, a lot of guys just always are sexual with me. And I feel like as like a curvier woman who I know I also have like, um, the desired like plus size body too you know what I mean Rachel like so that's always been difficult for me because I feel like I just get this over sexualized like attention that I don't really want right I completely understand what you're saying and I think I also think it just comes with age like I think obviously when we were a lot younger that happened a lot more and I think what I've noticed is like the guys who I enjoy dating are typically not a lot older than me, but like older, like people who like can appreciate a woman's body one and two who like aren't over sexualized and like aren't making you feel like literally it's just like all about your body and your looks. But like, I, I have faith in us. <laughs> like we'll find, we'll find good guys. <laughs> um <laughs> I, like and, you see the tick box where it's like if he wanted to he would he would because if he wanted to he would <laughs> he and would just, I'm always like triggered you know I know no it, and it's so okay not to like completely go off to- well no it's still on topic but I don't know about you but like I had an ex-boyfriend who I met my freshman year of high school and honestly we were on and off for like 10 plus years like and when I say on and off I mean on and off like this right. was like this was toxic 100 um but he would literally text me on holidays. Like when we weren't talking, he would text me on Halloween. He would text me on 4th of July. He would text me on Thanksgiving, like on Valentine's Day. And it was just one of those very like annoying things where we were never official. Like we were never, like we never had the title of boyfriend and girlfriend, but we we were exclusive to each other during the time that we were dating, but it was just the most like, 
like when I look back at it, like that was probably like one of the worst decisions of my life. And I think it was a big thing of always just feeling like, okay, like you don't want to make me your girlfriend yet. You want me around during like all of your lows, you know, like that man had issues, you guys like, and I, and issues that were not his fault. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where it was like, I always, this happens to me all the fucking time. Literally, I all I can you. say is like, ditto, because that's literally yeah. like my experience with my ex, like right. going on, like on and off for five years, you know, and just like going through all of that too, like so similar, honestly. Yeah. And I think something that's gotten me in trouble so many times with whether it's like someone I'm just dating or someone I'm actually in a relationship with, I value the friendship way more than I do the relationship. And I think the men that I or sorry, the boys that I have dated because they're all immature as hell. I feel like they've taken advantage of that because it's like they knew that I would always tell them like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you anymore, but I want to keep this friendship. And then that was their way of just like literally like clinging on to like Mm -hmm. just you know and I I feel like I always fell into the trap of being like well he's he seems like he's changed he he seems or it's just like oh like Rachel's the chill girl yeah you know and then they always come back they always come back that that sounds annoying but I swear to you I've never dated someone who hasn't like crawled back and been like please take me back because then they go and they find girlfriends that like just don't eat like they can't give them that like emotional support I guess and I don't know but I also feel like like I also feel like a lot of men just do that to like a lot of girls that they date oh for sure and it's just that's just who they are it's just (laughs) it's weird I don't know. And I think for me too, like I always like, you know, growing up being so insecure about like how I look and like, you know, like thinking I'm like ugly and like, oh, I don't deserve this from somebody, you know? And like, mm. literally like, da- like, I know this sounds bad, dude. And like, I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but like literally like dating guys that like won't take me on a date, you know, or like dating men that like, like their idea of a date is like inviting me over to their house. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I feel like I'm like kind of like at a point in my life where I'm like, I want somebody that I can like, that will kind of like spoil me and do all that Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? And I don't mean for that to come off as like materialistic or anything like that, but it's just like, I feel like that's where I'm at in my life. And I think I've sold myself so short, Rachel, you know what I mean? That it's like, it's been this constant thing where I date like, these same types of guys over and over again that's also my fault for being super into skaters um (laughs) i i I have given you shit about that before yeah but it's okay (laughs) all of my friends do like you know i think it's because Um, sometimes i know these people so it's like it's just kind of you know who you are yeah (laughs) sorry i'm just kidding Um, no I completely understand what you're saying because I feel like it is like finding your self-worth and just being like I've been treated this way for like the majority of my dating life and I'm not I'm no longer okay with it and like you want to set those standards higher for yourself and and, like I I don't know something my mom used to always tell me is like she would always tell me that like I have a lot to like offer you know what I mean and 
I never really like it was whatever you know like literally like Mm -hmm. one year and out the other and now I just feel like I repeat that to myself you know what I mean and I'm just like okay cool like I do have a lot to to offer and I shouldn't be selling myself short um I really want you to talk about I'm really interested in this uh uber creepy guy I knew you were gonna say it okay all right guys (laughs) all right all right right. are y'all ready for this fucking story man I need to do it justice um okay so was one day (laughs) (laughs) it was one night I was at my favorite bar silver dollar Um, oh my god you ever want to catch me shaking my ass somewhere it's at silver dollar (laughs) and if you ever went to silver dollar you are immune to covid you are immune to covid baby (laughs) hashtag bar rescue (laughs) um okay so i'm at silver dollar i'm like with my friends and this guy comes up to me and he's like hey like and he wasn't creepy at all he was just like hey like I saw you with your friends like I hope I'm not interrupting like I was wondering if you wanted to have a drink I think he was there with like one or two other friends so I was like okay yeah so we have a drink and I I mean I've already had a couple drinks before this okay so um so we had a drink like we had like an okay conversation but like honestly like I was pretty I was pretty drunk by that point so um the next morning I have a text message and he's like hey Rachel it was so nice meeting you last night let's grab a drink sometime and I knew it was that guy and I was like fuck what is his name like I couldn't I couldn't remember so um that was embarrassing having to ask him what his name was and his name was very close to mine I'm just gonna say it fuck it his name was Richard so Richard Richard if you're listening (laughs) so Richard continues to ask me out on dates and I'm like I at the time I can't remember I wasn't dating someone else but I think I like had like someone else. I can't, I can't exactly remember what happened, but I basically told him, I was like, Hey, like, I'm not really in a position to date anybody. I like, I appreciate you asking me on dates, but like right now, I, if that's your intention, I can't offer you anything basically. Mm-hmm. And so then he kept asking, he kept asking. So eventually I was like, okay, fine, let's just go to dinner. So we go to dinner. The dinner's great. Like he's actually a really cool guy and I'm like so weird like we have so many things in common we drove the same car too and it was just kind of I don't know it was kind of interesting and so then sorry my dog's barking in the background anyways so one night I'm out at the club downtown which is totally not my vibe but anyways yeah so I'm at the club with some friends and I'm Richard's texting me and he's like hey like what are you doing and I'm like oh I'm like I'm downtown and he's like okay like let me know if you need an uber home I want to make sure you get home safe and I was like okay I was like that's yeah and I was like that's sweet like okay so then it's like 2 a.m the club closes and he texted me again and he's like hey do you need an uber and I was like okay like sure like I usually don't like accept offers like that, but I'm like, okay, cool. So I give him my address. Right. And he's already, he's already picked me up at my house before. So I'm not like concerned giving him my address. Mm -hmm. And so I get in the Uber and then the Uber starts driving and I'm like, where am I going? Like I, I can tell it's not towards my house. And I like, I'm just like looking at it. And then I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, and then after a minute, I'm like, is he sending me to his house? Like, I'm confused. So a couple minutes, I'm just like, you know what, if anything, if I get to a random house, and it's like not his house, or like, I don't know, then I just won't get out of the car. And the Uber driver will just 
speed off. <laughs> like, I don't know. Right, 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 I, right. In that, I was also not in the right Were frame you of by mind. Yourself? I, yeah, I was by myself. I had been drinking, but was I was like coherent. Like, I don't remember, to oh, be okay. completely honest. I have no idea. So then we get to our destination and Richard's standing outside. Yeah. And I'm like, this bitch sent me to his house when he specifically said he was going to send me home so i'm like sitting in the car and i'm like do i get out like do i tell the uber driver like to fucking fucking zoom off i just don't even know so i get out of the car i'm like hey um this isn't my house (laughs) and then and he was like oh like i thought you could like come here first and like hang out with me for a little bit and like mind you at this point it's like 2 30 in the morning and i'm like oh well like i kind of can't just do that without asking somebody right and I was like I kind of wanted to go home so then like so me just being fucking stupid I go in his house right and no one's there just him and his like 10,000 dogs which I was okay with (laughs) because I love dogs so we're sitting there and I don't like I don't know if he like expected anything to happen but I was like okay I I gotta go so I without telling him I ordered myself an uber and then when the uber was there I was like okay my uber's here like gonna dip so we go outside and he like gives me a hug and he goes to kiss me and I was like please don't and I'm trying to be respectful here and I'm just like no like I'm okay and then he keeps trying to kiss me and I'm like dude like please get off of me at this point like it would like it was literally like three or four tries before I like pushed him off and was like please don't fucking touch me so I hop in the uber the uber and I never talk to that man again Actually, I think he texted me and I was like, hey, it wasn't cool what you did. Okay, bye. But like that was my creepy experience with a man that I had met at Silver Dollar. So yeah, that that explains my dating life. <laughs> it honestly, it, it wasn't like traumatic, but it was very like suspenseful, if you will. Like I just was not like I just wasn't expecting it and it was just a very weird gesture that I think he thought would be romantic and it wasn't at all well I just yeah and like I know and it's like that's why I try I try so hard to be like not like fuck men because little straight men (laughs) cis men because like my experiences just haven't been like too great and like you know I listen to a lot of like true crime and stuff like that too so like Mm -hmm. that always is like triggering to me too you know like for sure like he sent you to his house that's so weird I know Um, but and if I hadn't if I hadn't already like gone out on a date with this man if I hadn't met if I if I had met him off a dating app and he did that to me I immediately would have been like dial 911 we have a kidnapper on our hands. Like, I think in the moment I was just kind of like weighing my pros and cons of being like, okay, well, like this man already knows where I live. We've already been on a date. We've talked for weeks. Like, I I don't feel scared, but I do feel confused. I think that was kind of my, which was a dumb, a dumb thing to do. Ladies, don't ever do that, please. It's like a learning experience. And like, you know, I've been there in similar situations. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you try You think that you can trust somebody, you know? Yeah. But just be safe, you know? I'm like, I feel like that's like the biggest like kind of thing is like be safe. And I think there is nothing wrong with like using like dating apps and there's nothing wrong with meeting new people. And like, if it works, it works. If not, like, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's cool. And obviously like COVID has made it like so much harder and it's like, 
I'm definitely like, it's not worth the D to like COVID to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm exactly. not going to risk the COVID for the D or whatever. Um, but I think ultimately like just being careful and like, I think like in the future, if we ever do another one, Rachel, like it would be cool to just like have it focus on this. Cause I feel like you and I on can go on voice. and on and on and on about oh it, my God. but I know we're going to do one on new years, which I'm excited about. Yeah. So I know we just like, I feel like today was just like a quick like status on like stuff that's right. going on and just like random guy stories. So January 1st will be our next podcast um, and it'll be our new year special, which I'm really excited about. We're going to just talk about everything. I think my idea of it is to think about like one major thing that happened each month during the year. It'll feel like we're turning a leaf or like we're turning yeah. like we're kind of getting ourselves ready for 2021. And I want to talk about like probably our low and high points of 2020. So yeah, so get excited for that, guys. I think it'll be really fun. And we aren't there yet. <laughs> but hopefully we'll be there soon. But yeah, we're hoping we're going to have um, a giveaway when we hit a thousand followers. So we're, I'm really excited for that. <laughs> and um, we are working on our following right now. So yeah, so look forward to that. If Reminder, listen, like share it, tag us, like repost, mm-hmm. like it. Just if you like it, you know, just do that for us. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Because <laughs> um, we're... We're at 556, so yeah, we need, you know, let's go. We're more than halfway <laughs> Which is there. Pretty cool, Rachel. That's kind of cool that we have like that already, though. I know. I think so too. I think you know, this is only our fourth episode. We've only been doing this for two months, so I'm excited. I love. I just like I. I think like the engagement too is really fun because like people will reply to our stories or like vote in our polls, and it's like kind of cool seeing everyone's like response to it and like kind of getting like the vibe of our listeners we appreciate you guys yeah I think that's kind of important too because I've been kind of stressed like this holiday same like what am I gonna get like you know so and so and I'm doing like two secret Santas at work so like that was kind of stressful too you know Yeah. Um, yeah so like friendly reminder to everyone obviously stay safe during the holiday season this is a really stressful time for all of us but I think it is really important to know that like a lot of people are tight on money. A lot of people are really stressed about this. So like Christmas is not about the gifts. It's about the love and the time that you share with your family and your friends and don't feel obligated to buy gifts for people if you're going to overextend yourself or Mm -hmm. stress yourself out about money. People will be understanding. And yeah, I think this year was stressful for everyone. So I think if there's any year that people are going to be understanding it's going to be this one so we love you (laughs) toodaloo happy holidays to everybody and we'll see you on new year's i think it's actually really cool that we get to do that we started when we did because we do get to do like a fun episode that gets to recap like some of this year Mm -hmm. i'm excited yeah i mean oh my god we won't even yeah we won't talk to you guys until new year's holidays Thank you everyone for listening. We're so excited to get 2020 over with and we hope you have a great Christmas or holiday or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. anything you guys celebrate. We appreciate you all and yeah. have a good rest of your year. Mwah. Ciao. For wow, now. that was a good kiss. <laughs> I know that was. Bye.